Hello and welcome to Stoner Chicks, the podcast for stoners by Stoner Chicks. I'm Grace Penzel. I'm Stephanie Thompson. I'm Kayla Teal. And I'm Phoebe Richards. And we are so happy to be with you today. We're a little rowdy before we started. <laughs> Kayla, Kayla, oh, you gonna tell on me? Yeah, oh, come on, Grace. No, we were talking about pussy weed because Phoebe's <laughs> going to Hawaii. She's not gonna do it, but Kayla was like, "Why are you scared? This gonna light on fire and burn <laughs> and burn inside of you?" And I was like, "Jesus!" And then Steph said, "Are you afraid it's gonna seep into your ovaries and poison you?" It's like. <laughs> Such a weird tone to start the episode with, so I had to force it on you as well, <laughs> listeners. But that's beside the point. We are here today recording a new episode, even if we talked about pussyweed right before recording. And we have some new patrons to thank. Take it away, oh, Stephanie. Oh, we sure do. We got Dawn in California. Dawn. Dawn, dun, dun, dun. Thank you, Don, for your Patreon support. And we also have Allison from Missouri. Wow. Isn't Missouri the state that just legalized cannabis? Wasn't it one of the M states? It wasn't Mississippi. <laughs> no, it was Missouri, dude. Congrats, Allison. Yeah, That's very exciting. Congrats, Allison. And if you want us to wish you a congratulations, you can go right over to patreon.com slash stonerchicks. There's not just congratulations in store over there. You'll be supporting us and you'll get lots of cool bonus content and other perks. So head on over. It helps us continue to do this show. Yeah. And let's get back to the thank yous. Oh, there's more. <laughs> oh, there's more. But this we're saving. No, 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 Grace. We're saving the best for last. Nope. Well, it's but not I mean, the best. you're all equally great. We're all equally great. But this was a special. We have a listener from Down Under. Oh, Shane. Are you speaking of Australia? Oh, I, yeah. Yep. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, no, God. Don't, don't Shane. insult Shane in the Shane, same don't breath. Don't be offended by I know. Them. I can't do an Australian accent. I was going to remind everyone not to do an accent. (laughs) (laughs) And I also want to do a little oopsies righties or whatever we've called it before. Wrongsies rightsies. (laughs) Wrongsies rightsies. Wow, we haven't done this in forever. Yeah, we haven't. (laughs) We've been so always right. (laughs) We had another patron on here and we mispronounced their name. It's actually Eva. Instead of Eva, which is we've said like twice before, I feel like. Yeah. Eva, we just met Eva. She's awesome. Yes. She's truly amazing. So thank you. And again, <laughs> do the thing I said before <laughs> and go to patreon.com slash stonerchicks. We love all of you so much. We do. And we love you all so much. And we're so excited. We have a couple of really exciting announcements to make. Boom, boom, pa, pa, cha, cha. Okay, this is stretching it out quite long. (laughs) All right. We have our 100th episode coming up. And for our 100th episodes, can you guys believe it's been almost 100 episodes? No. No. And that's just of the main pod. And can you believe I have not missed one episode? No way. Holy fuck. You've never missed an episode? I've never missed an episode. How lucky are we? I know. You guys don't send her the link for the next one and we can we can miss one without her. Oh, we're, no. we're gonna sabotage each other now. <laughs> Take Stephanie down. I'll find out anyway. You'll just see me pop up on Zoom. 
<laughs> of course I would never do that. Did you okay. have a perfect attendance record in, in high school? Absolutely not. <laughs> but did I have a perfect attendance record of the shit I cared about? Yes, I did. Hell yeah. Okay, so she cares about the podcast. Yeah, I care about the podcast, but school I was not as caring for. <laughs> <laughs> Kayla, tell us about this 100th episode. Thank you, Phoebe. For the 100th episode, we're going to be recapping all the funny moments that have happened over the last 100 episodes. Moments that were our favorites, maybe moments that just stick out in our mind after all this time. It's been a while, you guys. And we would also love to hear from you. Send in your favorite moments from the last 100 episodes to stonerchickspodcast at gmail.com, or you can send us a DM or something like that. But let us know what moments you think should be featured in our 100th episode, a best of collection of sorts. So I'm really excited. I've already started listening to old episodes to try to figure out what moments I think should be featured. Yeah. And if you're listening to this and you're like, I don't remember what episode that funny thing was from, just send us what you remember and we'll see if we can find it. (laughs) Yeah, we'll do that part of the homework for you. We'll use our big computer brain. We're also excited because we have a holiday Twitch show coming up on December 11th at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We'll be sharing that link on social media and you can find it on our Twitch channel, too. And I have a name for the holiday show, Ooh, Ooh. which I'm very excited to announce, which is the Santa's Strain Deer Winter Blunterland. Blow ho ho, Mary Jane holidays, Twitch show extravaganza. <laughs> so I we'll can see hear you there. the sleigh bells We're now. going to fuck around <laughs> and it's going to be great. And we'll see you there. We'll announce it again next week. Yeah, if you haven't been to one of our Twitch shows in the past, we have them up on our YouTube channel. We do a lot of fun segments, bits. We interact with you in the chat. You can ask us questions real time. Sometimes we read your high thoughts from the chat. Or It's great. One time Stephanie dressed up in a big costume and did a cool like performance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's true. So tune into that on <laughs> December 11th. Hey, Kayla, cool. tell me something about weed. I'll tell you something about weed. We brought this up a few times on the podcast, but we got a message from our awesome listener, Haley. Thank you, Haley, for sending this to us. It's an article from LA Weekly called A Cannabis Manifesto. It's time to retire the words indica and sativa from cannabis culture. That's what it's called. And we've talked about those terms on the podcast before about like how accurate we think they might actually be, whether you smoke primarily sativa-labeled weed, indica-labeled weed, or hybrid eventually you kind of develop a preference, but these are the primary terms we've been using in retail shops since 2012 when we legalized in Colorado and Washington. But some people are saying that now they think that it's too broad and that we can be educated consumers and use other ways to identify what kind of weed we want to buy instead. Does anybody have any thoughts on this subject before I read anything that's in the article? I skimmed the article like I usually do. I had questions based on what I skimmed because I just kind of skimmed it. And so I want to hear your article. Sure. Okay. (laughs) So it was this thing was written in partnership with Mark Lewis from NAPRO Research and Alec Dixon, SC Labs. 
I think SC Labs is Santa Cruz Labs, and they're a lab that is used to test weed, I'm guessing, in Santa Cruz for California and Oregon. And the article starts by saying indica, sativa, and hybrid are the colloquialisms that have dominated cannabis culture and the corresponding marketplace since the beginning. While recent literature has proven that this archaic vernacular has little validity, the continued use of this vocabulary has only hindered the education and progress of the cannabis industry at large. Contrarily, there is a novel way to sort and categorize cannabis products that can be used to educate consumers, pave the way for meaningful cannabis competitions in a way that can survive, evolve, and thrive through the test of time. So I think these two labs are trying to pair up to create a new classification system. So what's that system? Okay, so it's based on terpene (laughs) profiles and different essential oils in the plant. So they've been helping out the Emerald Cup with their classification system. We saw some of the Emerald Cup winners this year and the categories that they use to separate the weeds for the competition, kind of like they would at like a beer competition or a wine competition. They're now kind of elevating the way things are labeled at the Emerald Cup. So their classification system based on a thing, something called Phytofax, powered by SC Labs. They did a category Jacks and Haze, Tropical and Floral, OGs and Gas, Sweets and Dreams, Dessert, and Exotics were the different ways they broke up weed. In this system, when they test a weed, they're going to kind of spit out a report for you that has the top three terpenes highlighted and color-coded. So let's say you test a strain called honeydew. It comes back and there's a purple, red, and blue line at the top. And then there's a key at the bottom that has all the different terpenes listed out, color-coded. So, okay, now here's a quoting from the article. The resulting color patterns that emerge contribute to determining which flavor class the cannabis product gets sorted into. And it also serves as the basis for the Emerald Cup's new classification system. The colors at the top of the report are intuitive and describe the essential oils in such a way that resonates with cannabis culture. These dominant terpenoids that are represented by color bars have shown to exhibit mood-enhancing characteristics. For example, most household cleansers are lemon-scented because limonene has been shown to relieve some symptoms of depression. Thus, the colored bars are intuitive in two ways. Lemons are yellow, yellow is a warm tone, and limonene is uplifting. So when a report contains mostly warm-toned color bars, the result is more sativa-like or energizing terpene entourage, whereas a phytofax with mostly cool-toned colors bars will result in a more indica-like or more relaxing terpene entourage. So rather than just like two categories and a mix of the two as a category, it'll be like a three-color kind of profile. Interesting. I think that's excellent and beautiful. I think making things color dependent and like associative for people mentally will help people be able to pinpoint the kind of medication that they need easily. Especially like I know for me, as someone who has intense anxiety, going into a dispensary and them being like, what can I get for you? And there being so many different options, that is like instant anxiety for me of like, I have no, no fucking clue. Mm-hmm. So if there was something like that where I could just be like, blue, I want blue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, 
that would be neat. And then I also really like the idea of there being kind of phenotypical blueprints for different strains. Like if you have a strain and it has XYZ oils in it, then that has its own beautiful thumbprint almost. And if you could, it just seems like such a way to classify things that you could actually come up with like a database and know like Mm -hmm. dispensary to dispensary, grower to grower, across state lines. Like what are we smoking? Mm -hmm. I really like it. Yeah. I wonder how it did or how it's going to, do we know, did the Emerald Cup already happen? Sorry, we're bad stoners. The Emerald Cup did already happen, but this article is from before that. Yeah. So I just I wonder how it went at the Emerald Cup. Maybe we should do a follow up on that. Yeah. If you're listening and we're at the Emerald Cup and this looks familiar or sounds familiar to you, let us know what your experience was. I also think that the indica versus sativa thing, there's always has to be two things. I like, you know what I mean? Like black or white. Not everything is a binary. Not everything is a binary. Exactly. Grace. And so expounding on that is really awesome. Yeah. And I feel anything that inspires to sort of explore more and learn more about, you know, not meaning you have to like learn more about the science of weed, but trying different kinds and learning about what is in different strains that works with you. I think that indica sativa kind of creates this like people fall into this like sativa is what's better for me or indica is what's better for me. And it sort of limits bigger understanding of, you know, actually paying attention to the different strains and how it affects you. I think sometimes people just trust that like, oh, well, sativa makes me feel this way. So I just ask them for anything that's an indica and then it's fine. And you're not, I don't think probably, I mean, I'm guilty of doing this. I just always lean indica and sometimes I'll smoke a strain that doesn't make me feel great. And now I try to make note of that because I not just putting it all on indica is what works for me, period. Have any of us tried a weed journal yet? (laughs) I started it. I started putting stickers in a book, but I don't think I've really, I forgot about it. (laughs) The farthest I got was that writing down a few indica strains that made me feel anxious. And then, so I have that list. (laughs) And as for me, you're just barking up the wrong attention deficit tree over Mm -hmm. here. Oh, you're speaking to the choir over here. I am speaking to the choir. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. But that'd be cool if you could identify which terpene it might be that it's not reacting well with you. Because if you're like, oh, I love sativas, when really you just love limonene, but there's that other terpene that shows up in sativas Mm -hmm. that sometimes makes you anxious. It'd be great to be able to figure that out. So, Phoebe, you're one step closer to figuring out which terpene it is you do not like. I'll keep making (laughs) my lists. (laughs) Yeah. And then look at this. And if you're buying weed that has primary terpenes listed on it, which some are starting to, like I know that the SheWeed brand, I just started buying her weed down here in California. She lists the top terpenes in her weeds. You know who else does is another women-owned business, Ravengrass in Seattle. The Terps are on the bottle, which is wonderful. That's awesome. Oh, cool. Kayla, thank you for bringing up that article. What a good Well, no, thank Haley. Haley sent it to us. Thanks, Haley. Oh, fuck. Sorry. Thank you, Haley. Proper credit where credit is due. And speaking of credit, I need to give us credit for having made it this long without a smoke break. And you as well, listeners. You deserve a smoke break. So why don't we all take five? But not actually five. It'll be less time than... Okay, we'll see you soon. Bye-bye, smoke break. 
Well, hello there, stoners, and welcome back to Stoner Chicks Podcast. We are here with you. Kayla's smoking some keef. <laughs> We're all feeling fine and fancy free. Oh, Phoebe's reaching for the bong. Green thumb, green thumb. Green thumb, green thumb. I am restraining myself now because I'm about to do a segment, which is Stoner of the Week. Stoner of the Week! As you all know, it is November. It's Native American Heritage Month. And today, when this episode comes out, it's Black Friday, the day after what we usually call Thanksgiving, but is for me and hopefully everyone else also a time to reflect on genocide perpetrated (laughs) by our white ancestors. (laughs) Sorry, I don't know. Nothing is funny about that. I'm just... Something about the gravity of that word of just like sit down and take some time to reflect on the genocide. But it's also very true. It's just like a really intense sentence. (laughs) It's very true. I also just want to give a quick land acknowledgement while we're at it. Here in Seattle, we're living on Duwamish land. In Santa Fe, where I'm from, I was occupying uh, Tewa Pueblo land. And generally speaking, it's just good to acknowledge that this is stolen land that we're all living on. You just made me realize I don't know whose land I'm living on anymore now that I've moved. Oh. I'm going to look it up. Okay, yeah, you look it up and I'm going to keep talking because I'm on a roll. So anyway, last year around this time, I talked kind of very vaguely and generally about Native Americans and cannabis. But today I wanted to put that same energy into a stoner of the week about a woman called. Mary Jane Oatman, who is the founder of the Indigenous Cannabis Coalition and the editor and founder of THC Magazine, aka Tribal Hemp and Cannabis Magazine. So Mary Jane Oatman comes from the Nimapu people of Idaho's Nez Perce tribe, and she also has ancestors of the Delaware tribe. She is dedicated to the restoration of indigenous communities and economies and has served in many different roles, including in government, in the advocacy of education for Indian country and Native peoples in the United States. She worked for many years for the National Indian Education Association and under Obama in his later years served as the youngest member of the National Advisory Council on Indian Education. So she's a complete badass. She's a mother of three. She went back to law school after she was done having kids to continue educating herself to be able to more adequately advocate for this kind of education and getting the message out, especially about cannabis use, Indian country, like she said. So something Mary Jane Oatman talks about is how there are 474 federally registered tribes and less than 100 of them are currently pursuing hemp and cannabis production or sales. And she wants to try to bring awareness to that. She is also the executive director of the newly formed Indigenous Cannabis Industry Association, who actually 
as you're hearing this, just on November 15th and 16th, had a giant conference in Washington, D.C. So they're trying to create connections across state lines and across the whole country to adequately gauge engagement in Indian country and get people involved to be opening their own dispensaries. Dope. Yeah. Super dope. The National Indigenous Cannabis Summit, which just happened, had support from big political names like Chuck Schumer, Cory Booker, and Ron Wyden. And they're trying to see if there's ways to get tribes to talk about fiber and processing of CBD oils, like open up to more the idea of hemp, and then get into eventually the medicinal properties of THC and other more psychoactive cannabinoids. I think it really depends tribe to tribe on how they feel about cannabis. But Mary Jane Oatman comes from a family that has been using cannabis for generations. And in fact, one of the reasons that she feels so strongly about the cause is that in the 1980s, she watched her grandmother be arrested and taken to federal prison for growing cannabis plants. Oh, fuck. Wow. That sucks. Yeah. So both of her grandparents were jailed at different points for smoking and growing and, you know, whatever, weed. So actually the first issue of THC magazine that came out, which is really cool because they're actually doing it in print. It's quarterly. I think the next one should be coming out soon is a picture of her grandmother on the cover because she says for hundreds of years, Native Americans have been using cannabis medicinally, hello, hemp, and all sorts of stuff. And that as part of the way that power has been exerted over minority communities and indigenous communities, they were taught to hate it and like have a total mental switch of rejecting it when really it's way more sort of American produced and manufactured things coming in, different pharmaceuticals, stuff like that, that is actually really creating problems for a lot of these tribes. And she herself has seen, you know, generation to generation how it helps with her own mothering, how it helped in her family's various needs with mental health and illness. So she's incredible. I listened to a podcast episode where they interviewed her on a podcast called High on Feminism by Jess Polin. And she talks to all sorts of excellent cannabis entrepreneurs, female cannabis entrepreneurs. But they had a great interview, and I wanted to just play a couple clips for you all. Whoa, podcast within a podcast, man. Uh, uh. Whoa. Podcast it's within a podcast. Too deep. I hope that's okay. Go give High on Feminism positive reviews on Apple iTunes right now. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of strange things that are evolving as it becomes a, a commodity, and we see capitalization of you know, what for many indigenous communities is a very sacred plant and, and sacrament, used as sacrament for, you know, since time immemorial for many, 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 many tribal nations. And so it's sometimes maddening to hear yeah. just this fast and loose talk about this sister plant of ours. And I think that's why it is really important that more women speak up to bring balance to that divine feminine spirit that she is. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> I love that. Anyway, I just thought that that was 
really excellent. And even just the way she's talking about weed is so lovely. And I just got the absolute best vibes. I would love to interview Mary Jane at some point. Mary Jane, if you're listening. Dream. (laughs) Dream get. It's really. get. My brain cannot let go the fact that her grandma was put in federal prison. Like, just like 90 years ago, the same government that like stole their land, said they'd give it back, never did, is also the same government that 90 years ago just decided, oh, this plant you've been using as medicine for hundreds of years. Yeah, that's illegal now. So you better teach your kids to hate it and fear (laughs) Mm -hmm. it so that they don't get caught with it because we'll lock them up too. Like, how fucked? It's extremely fucked. And it's really interesting in this podcast episode because Jess Polin, the host, is black. And then she was talking to Mary Jane Oatman. And they were talking about how so much of the turnaround on acceptance of cannabis these days actually has been driven by the empowerment of white women who are becoming a larger and larger proportion of cannabis users, and that basically taking the time to educate, weighing the benefits of taking the time to educate white women, aka us, on the issues of Native people and Black women to try to make it easier for everyone, how that's really important. And so I was like, oh God, okay, so everyone out there check out the Indigenous Cannabis Industry Association. It was founded by CEO Rob Perro, who's an entrepreneur and member of the Ojibwe Nation in Wisconsin. It aims to promote cannabis's development for the benefit of tribal communities. Additionally, the Indigenous Cannabis Coalition that Mary Jane Oatman runs is trying to develop an interactive map that shows all the Native American cannabis and hemp cultivators, processors, testing facilities and dispensaries in the nation. And yeah, anyway, I think it's really wonderful. The Indigenous Cannabis Coalition is also a nonprofit. So if you go and try to check out ways to donate whatever support, I would definitely, definitely do so. She's really excellent and just good vibes, a good stoner mama. We love it. Hell yeah. So that's our stoner of the week and happy Native American Heritage Month. Go figure out where your Native-owned dispensaries are and patronize the shit out of them. Yes. I'm about to subscribe to that magazine, too. Thanks, Grace. Thank you, Grace. Yeah, much to reflect on. You give me, as a white woman (laughs) in this world, you give me so much perspective on things that I didn't know about. So thank you. Well, I'm really just reappropriating it from brown women. So thank yeah. them. Anyway. Yes. Oh, that's right. <laughs> thank you so much for your reappropriation, Grace. That really taught me a lot and it made it very digestible for me. Well, I'm <laughs> just kidding. Oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, also, how wild how many pioneers of weed, women that are pioneers of weed are named Mary Jane. Well, there's two, right? Because the Mary Jane, the brownies lady. The brownie lady. Yeah. I just think that's wild that they're both named Mary Jane and assumably not the source of the term Mm -hmm. Mary Jane. Hey, guys. Hey. I know, like, Thanksgiving symbolizes a lot of bad things, but, like, if we're just looking at it as a time to, like, reflect and say thankfulness Mm -hmm. about stuff, like, 
I'm just like, I'm pretty fucking thankful for you guys. Oh, Grace. Grace. Same. I'm very thankful, the most thankful for all three of you. Yeah. I'm also really thankful to you, dear listeners. We love you. I'm going to pretend that we're going on a little safety meeting walk away from the big (laughs) meal. We can all go smoke a joint together. It's going to be a great time. It's going to be great. Hope you all had a wonderful Thanksgiving day in whatever way that was. And if you enjoy our podcast, you can follow us on our social meads. Is that what they're saying? (laughs) (laughs) Social meads. Yeah. Phoebe doing the wrap-ups. Phoebe doing the wrap-ups. First and foremost, I'd say go to Instagram where we're Stoner Chicks Podcast. We post probably the most there. And you should DM us. We'd love to hear from you. Tell us what you think. Make us giggle. Give us high thoughts there. Or you can give us high thoughts at stonerjigspodcast at gmail.com. You should write to Stephanie, dear Stephanie, with all of those or write to us with anything. You can also just go to our website, which I believe is stonerjigspodcast.com. And I'm right. And when you go there, (laughs) you can find the stuff I'm telling you about now. You can find out about shows if we have any coming up. You can join the newsletter that Stephanie puts together and is delightful. Let's see. We're also on Twitter, Stoner Chicks Podcast. I don't think we do a lot there. We're on Facebook, I guess. That's Stoner <laughs> Chicks Podcast for 2069. Yeah, we'll That's a real, real Facebook party over there. And we <laughs> have TikTok, which is a lot of fun. We're Broccoli Broads over there. And I think that's that's everything. Yeah, send us your ideas for episode 100. And mm-hmm. I think Stephanie and I, and I might be in the same Christmas improv show on the same night next month. Oh. So we'll let you know when that Damn. is. Damn. Hey, Grace, what do stoner chicks always say? Uh, could I have an eighth of yellow? <laughs> <laughs> Love it. That pussy weed on fire. <laughs> okay. Bye Smoke bye. that pussy weed. <laughs> oh my. <laughs>